If you can, go with me to Matthew chapter 14. And uh, honey, if you could read verse 13 through 21. Matthew 14, verse 13 through 21, it says, When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they, and, and they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass, and he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men besides women and children. So it's 5,000, and if you would put the women and the children, it could have been 15, 20, 30,000 people that ate from only a few loaves of bread and a few fish. Amen. And so what happened in the middle of the desert was a, a miracle of multiplication. It was supernatural. In the natural, no way. But the, when the super meets the natural, there is a way. In the hands of Jesus... He blessed and he broke and it began to multiply. And I want to tell you that the Christian life is not meant to be lived naturally. It's supposed to be lived supernatural. Say, I live a supernatural life. And so, uh, uh, honey, you just jump in whenever you want to jump in. And we're just going to have fun. With it. But salvation is a call to live the supernatural life. We are called to live this supernatural life in every area, in raising our family, in building the business that God has given us, in, in, in ministering to one another, in everything we do, we do. It's supposed to be a supernatural. When things are, are natural, you will be limited to your abilities. But when you begin to believe God for the supernatural, it doesn't matter what you see. Even though what you see might look like there's no way, there is a super to your natural that can make a way for you, and his name is Jesus Christ. He will bless you with a, a supernatural life. And so we are all called to live a supernatural life. If you don't see miracles and signs and wonders, you're doing it wrong. Miracles and signs and wonders is just the way that we live. Christianity is never meant to be a natural way of living. It's supposed to be a supernatural life. You know, the Bible says that all things are underneath Jesus, and so all things are underneath our feet as well. And we have authority over every, every attack of the enemy. We have authority to, to, to bind and to cast out. We have authority. Sickness and disease has no place in your body. Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. That's supernatural. In the natural, your body might be feeling sick, but in the spirit, in the super, 
by the stripes you are healed. And so you begin to use your faith and begin to apply your faith to wherever it is so that you can live a supernatural life. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I, I just want to add to that. You know, you won't see the supernatural till you release it to God. You know, this, this uh, boy had to give his what he had. And many times we're trying to cut it and do it ourselves. We're trying to be our own providers. We're trying to do things ourselves. And when we try to do things ourselves, we will never see the hand of God move. So it's until we release it to him that we see the supernatural happen. See, as long as you hold on to it, you will never see God move on your behalf. And it's not until you release it to him, whatever it is, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your finances, whether it's your body, whatever it is, it's not until you give it to him that you begin to see his hand upon your situation. So if you want to see the supernatural work in your life, you actually have to give it to him. And stop holding on to those things. You release it to him so that he can work on your behalf. Amen. See, many times we're, we're working so hard trying to make it happen. We're working so hard trying to see it. And we're saying, God, do it. But at the same time, we're holding on to it. And it's not until we release it to him. We give it to him. That we find rest in him because now he's about to do something that has never been done before. Amen. Amen. The power of God is a resource. The power of God is a resource. And you have to recognize that the power of God is a resource. Just like your right hand is a resource, your left hand is a resource, your legs are a resource. The power of God is a resource as well. God has called you to live a life and to do things here in this world, but it's not meant just to be used in your physical resources. There's spiritual resources that are available to you. When God took me to Belgium this past trip, I, was, I, I got to preach his gospel and tell the, the church how we were supposed to live in God's power and preach this, the gospel. You have to understand, Belgium is a very godless country. They reject God, and they reject all. They've been rejecting Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But the reason why they reject is not because God has stopped showing his power. It's not because there's not power in the name of Jesus. It's because the people stopped preaching the gospel. Look, you, we're only one, one uh a politician making a decision trying to shut your mouth on preaching the gospel away from the gospel not being preached. Look, they could try to shut my mouth, but they can't. They could pass whatever laws they want to pass, but it won't stop me from preaching the gospel. But when we recognize who we are, in spite of what anything anybody says you cannot do, I have to be faithful to his word above whatever man says. And so by preaching the gospel, there's light. And by there being light, there's a healer and a restorer. And people's lives are changed because of the power of God, because of the supernatural. And I'm preaching in Belgium, and they got so many laws against preaching the gospel. But I started preaching, and, and the church was, a, was, most of them were from Africa, so everyone was black. And this one man in the back, he pulled out his phone and started recording everything as I was preaching. And I'm preaching about being a, a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, how, how laying hands on the sick and casting out devils and doing what God called, called you to do. And he recorded the whole thing. At the end of the, 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 the preaching, I began to pray for the sick, and he was one of the first ones that came up. 
up. The man had a condition that his whole body was broken. The doctors didn't know what to do with him. As I began to lay hands on him, that spirit of infirmity left him and he was completely healed right in, right in front of everybody. He stood up with no pain, completely strong, healthy, healed, and whole. He looked at me and he said, he said, I have never seen a white man preaching the gospel with power. I took out my phone and recorded it so that everybody in my workplace, I could say, look, this white man from America, he preaches about Jesus Christ. He's real. Amen. If you haven't guessed by now, when you go to Africa and you go to other nations, you're not Hispanic, you are white. <laughs> but the gospel is not meant to be preached without power. And I'm going to say this over live, air, live television. If you're going to a church where there's no power, time to go to another church. If Jesus is not there, you should not be there either. They've watered down the gospel to make people feel, to tell you the truth, they're not even preaching to you. They're preaching to a couple of old people who said, don't do it that way. They're not fulfilling the great commission. It's like saying, Jesus, listen, tell us the Beatitudes, but don't show us the Beatitudes. Tell us about the love of God, but don't show us the love of God. Tell us how God, how, how, how there's, there's freedom, but don't cast out any devils. Don't heal any sick. Don't bring sight to the body. No! That's not the gospel. The gospel's now. The gospel's full of power. And so we have to live in the supernatural. Amen? You have to make room for God. Tell your neighbor, make room for God. Because God will give you vision and God will give you dreams. He will tell you to do th things. And everything that God tells you to do, it's always bigger than you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, always, it's always an impossibility. You always look at it and say, who me? But then you take your eyes off of you and you put it on him. And next thing you know, you're walking on water. I don't know how the water is holding me up, but I'm walking on it. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Say the supernatural is available in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so that's the life we're called to live. We're called to live a supernatural life. We're called to live a, a supernatural life in every area, spiritually, physically, socially, mentally, and financially. God, let me just say this. God wants to get all up in your business. He wants to get all up in your marriage, all up in your personal life, all up in your physical, all up in your money. God wants to get all up in your business. And he comes with the supernatural. Amen? Hallelujah. Honey, why don't you talk about that first point, how to live a supernatural life. How to live a supernatural life? And the point here of being in the need. Be in the need. You have to go to the hurting and walk among the people. That's where Jesus was. Go yes, ahead. wherever Jesus showed up, that's where there was a miracle. Wherever there was a need, God was already there to meet that need. And so, you know, go where there is a need. 
If you are currently in a situation where you're in need, then be of good cheer because Jesus is here. <laughs> I didn't mean to rhyme. <laughs> but wherever he is, you will see the supernatural. It's guaranteed. You need to have faith that touches him. You need to reach out and look to him because no matter what is happening in your life right now, if you know who you are in Christ, then you know that he's already provided a way out. Amen? He's already made a way. He's already made a way. He has already made a way. You don't have to stay bound. You don't have to stay sick. You don't have to stay depressed. You don't have to stay broken. He's already made a way. Amen. He's already made the way. He is the way. Amen. There is no other way but him. Amen. So wherever there's a need, you show up and be an answer to that need. Yeah, that's because it. you carry light. See, when people are around you complaining about what hurts, what's broken, what, what's happening, then you be the answer because Jesus showed up for you. Now you show up for others. Like Pastor Kevin was saying, you can only give what you've received. If you've received salvation, you can give salvation. You know, I know that Jesus can heal because I've been healed. Amen. There's so much that he has done. There's so much that he has done in your life. You've been broken. You've been beaten. You've been left. You've been betrayed. Whatever it is, he set you free. He took you out. Amen. He put your feet on solid ground. Amen. So that you would glorify him. So that others would see that there's a light shining. That there is a true God. That we serve a God who's alive. Amen. He is not dead. He is not sleeping. He's not busy. Hallelujah. Amen. See, you know, you, you got me because I was studying that this morning. I didn't know. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit knew. Amen. He knew. Amen. You are children of the Most High God. You are a son and a daughter of God. You don't live outside the kingdom. You live in the kingdom. That means you get all the benefits that the kingdom has. Amen? You get to receive everything he's already provided. You don't have to fight for an inheritance because the inheritance is already yours. Amen? All you have to do is live in it. All you have to do is show up and say, here I am, daddy. Here I am. He's equipped you with power that comes on from, from the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can't help it but feel compassion when others are hurting. Hallelujah. Wherever you go, you carry the supernatural. We are not just bodies here on this earth, but no, we have been anointed from on high, amen? We have been called children of the most high God. We don't operate according to the ways of this world. We operate according to the higher kingdom, amen? So if you don't like what's happening in your life right now, he has given you the power to declare those things that are not as though they are, yes. amen? You don't like what's happening right now in your life. You're not in agreement with things that might come again you you have power to declare the word of God that changes the situation amen amen hallelujah the anointing is what answers in Luke chapter 4 verse 18 through 19 huh. says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor hallelujah. the anointing is it gives you the power to do 
So he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And so the anointing gives you the power to do. Without the anointing, you could do nothing. Without the super, you stay stuck in the natural. In the natural, I cannot preach. But in the supernatural, I can preach. In the natural, I cannot heal. But in the supernatural, I can heal. In the natural, I cannot bring sight. But in the supernatural, I can bring sight to the blind. Amen? The anointing is God's answer to man's pain. The supernatural is God's answer to man's pain. And so he speaks to you and he shows you the need and compassion comes upon you to minister to them, not with your resources, because your resource is not enough, but with his resource. He clothes you with, he clothes you with glory to be able to minister to those who have been crying out for help. Amen. God hears their prayers, so he raises up a man, a woman of God, and says, go in my place with my power, so that when they see you, they don't see you, but they see, G- they see Jesus all over you, amen? Uh, I'm I, I just reminded about the, the ministry that we have, one of the great ministries that we have here in the church. I'm telling you, this church works. This church works. If you don't, if you don't go home tired because of what God has done for with you serving in church, you haven't gotten involved yet, amen? I heard one person say that if you've never moved chairs at church, you're not part of the church. This church works. And uh, when we started the Bible school, there was a group of students that wanted to win souls. And so they got together and they figured out that we'll just go and pass out flyers and give away food. And we'll be able to preach the gospel by giving food away. And they started giving food away and leading hundreds of people to, to Jesus. So that the, the Bible school students just said, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Now, today, we, every week, we lead hundreds of people to Christ. That's a normal thing. That's a weekly thing. Every Friday, we, met, we preach the gospel to hundreds of people. Every, this whole year, we probably give away two to 300,000 pounds of food. We don't have the money for two, 300,000 pounds of food. But God does. God made a way. His super got on our natural. And because of it, thousands of people have given their life to Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. It's about the supernatural life. A life that goes beyond your abilities, beyond your, your education, beyond your understanding. It's, a, it's like the Holy Spirit just, he blows upon your sails and takes you to places you've never been before. All carried by the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the anointing is God's answers to man's pain. And, and number two about living a supernatural life is you must be moved by compassion. The Bible says that Jesus was moved by compassion when he saw the multitudes and the, the fish and the bread, bread were multiplied because of the compassion that Jesus had for them. So you must be moved by compassion. Love is a secret to the anointing. Yes. Love is a secret to the anointing. You're not going to find someone that hates sickness and disease more than me. 
I hate sickness and disease with a passion. And so when I see someone dealing with pain, I, I, I'm, like a, I'm like a little, I'm like one of those seagulls at the, at the, at the beach, just looking at them, <laughs> waiting for the opportunity to lay hands on them and cast that sickness out. I, go, I see someone limp, you limp around me, I'm going to be like, what, what, what's going on? I pray for people who are not even sick, I'll be laying hands on them. I, I, why? Because love, love is, is the secret to living the supernatural life. What moves you, it's because it moves God. God puts inside of you this, uh, this compassion for those that are hurting because God has heard their cries. And when you feel compassion to minister to them, it's because God has given you a little glimpse of what he feels for them. But since he can't touch them, the way he touches them, he touches them through you. Amen. Through the supernatural power of God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Honey, you would like to, to, to do number three? Number three. Follow instructions. The Holy Spirit will lead and guide you to release his power. Stay sensitive to the voice of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You have to follow instructions. As God leads, you do. There are times that you're going to be led, and, and you, I mean, there's times that you'll see a need, and immediately you want to minister, but God will say, don't do it. But then God will say, hey, that person right there, now. Now. And there, most of the time, you don't even know what's going on. You don't even know what's going on, but because the Holy Spirit begins, puts you in a position, you start speaking, and the things that you're speaking are exactly what they need to hear. And so we are supposed to be led by the Holy Ghost because the Holy Spirit is the one that gives you the instructions on how to release the supernatural in the situation. The Bible says those that are the sons of God are, are, are those that, that, that follow the Holy Spirit. Amen? If, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, you are a son of God. As the Holy Spirit took Jesus, he will also take you through the wilderness to prove the relationship. There's a wilderness experience that the Holy Spirit will, will take you through to, so that the word that he, he will produce confidence inside of you that you could trust him. A lot of times people say, why do I have to go through this situation? It's not because it's your fault. It's because the Lord is now training you and teaching you how to hear from him. It's amazing how clear you can hear from God when all hope is gone. When it seems like oh, there's no physical help, there's no way, and you find yourself like in the middle of the desert, just all alone, but the Holy Spirit is there to lead you. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to hear his voice. And it's important that you hear his voice. In the wilderness, we, we become battle-hardened. Just like I, I shared that, that, uh, that testimony of me hearing from God and I knew I had to give, that, that was not just something that happened yesterday. I, I want to tell you, that's happened to me many times. And many times I recognize I don't want to give. <laughs> but I have to give. Because he's telling me to give. And I have to be faithful and obedient. And so in the wilderness, the Lord will take you there so that you can become battle-hardened to hear his voice and to obey his voice. And we learn to trust the Holy Ghost there. We learn to trust that, that when we follow his direction and we see the miracles and we see the direction, we see what God does, we learn to trust his word. Amen. And we learn to live a supernatural life there. When it looks like there's no way of, of making it, but we follow God and he made a way. You know, the Bible talks about how Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. 
And he even told the devil, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. He had fasted for 40 days, being tempted by the enemy, but God was with him. And after the enemy left, the Bible says that angels came and ministered to him. That means they brought food, they brought provision, they strengthened them on the way. I want to tell you that angels will come and minister to you. You might be weak, you might be weary, you might be fighting a fight that it seems like there's no way out, but if you will just trust God and allow God to lead you, allow God to direct you, the angels of the Lord will come and, be, and minister to you. Even the scripture says the angels are ministering servants unto the heirs of righteousness. How many of you are servants of God? How many of you are heirs of righteousness? God will send angels to minister to you, amen? So don't ever lose confidence and don't ever lose trust in God. He's faithful, amen? Hallelujah. And let me just share this last, this last thing. Uh, let the anointing take you over. Make room for God to use you. Take up the call to go and preach and cry out to God for him to use you. Any life that's not lived in the supernatural is wasted living. Any life that's not lived in the supernatural is wasted living. What does the enemy want to do? He wants to destroy you before you begin. I was speaking to a young man who's had a lot of suicidal thoughts. And he's, he's dealt with depression and what have you. It's, it's, it's incredible how many people are, are dealing with depression right now. And they're looking for help. You know, one of the greatest tragedies that we face in our generation is the opium epidemic so many people are depressed so many people have anxiety so many and they're worried and they haven't even lived yet they've been living for themselves so they're, they're addicted with so many drugs just trying to make it to the next day And the reason why that the enemy comes with the lies of suicide is because he's there to try to destroy you from becoming what God has called you to be. Amen. Tries to take you to hell today so that you won't take anybody to heaven tomorrow. Where's Rosie? Stand up, Rosie. This woman tried to commit suicide back in July of this year. The day after that occurrence, they brought her to church. The Lord began to save her, set her free, deliver her. Now this woman is a woman of God. This is a woman of anointing. This is a woman of power. The enemy tried to steal her life. But God had a plan not just to save her, but her whole family. You, you just go to the whole aisle right there. The whole aisle is all her family. They're serving the Lord. They're part of the church. They're going to Bible school. Even Billy, her husband, God restored her, their marriage. And I've been hearing testimony how Billy's going to another level in his prayer life. What did the enemy try to do? He tried to steal their ministry before the supernatural could come upon them because he was afraid of your future. And he should be afraid of your future because your future is great in the Lord. God bless you. That is what God can do. And you know what? The world's not done. The enemy's not done. He comes with all these tricks. 
You want to know the new thing he's going to do? You're going to hear it everywhere. Now they're, 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 they're recommending, they're recommending uh, psych, psychotic drugs made out of mushrooms. I'm, I'm not lying. These are, these, this is, you thought opium was something. This is different. This one deals with the mind. This one attacks, and, and they're going to make everybody insane so that they won't be depressed. They're willing to try everything except for Jesus. We have to be louder. We have to preach the gospel more. We need more people to rise up with the supernatural so that if anybody ever says, I am depressed, you say, come on over here. I have an anointing to cast that devil out of you. I have an answer, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. That is the supernatural life that God has called us all to live. And I want to tell you, 2019 is going to be a year of supernatural living. Amen? There's going to be no more limits, no more boundaries. I'm telling you, I'm believing God that we're going to start hearing testimonies of people that were in one place, and and in an instance, they were caught up in another place. We're going to go to realms of glory. We're going to, heaven is going to, he's going to, heaven's going to saturate us. We're going to see so many miracles and signs and wonders. It's going to be like days of heaven on earth. It's coming in the name of Jesus. It's coming in the name of Jesus. And 2019... It's going to be a year of supernatural living. Amen. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Well, give God praise. Amen. Hallelujah.